When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hi, Tom Bernard here. You're listening to Best of the Family. Enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Walls Ground Motor Group, Walls.com, and Doug Sprinthal. Nissan news. This is exciting, and I'm glad Andy's here. We just got our first shipments at Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan of the all-new 2021 Nissan Rogue. Dude, you need to trade. This is a brand-new vehicle. It's got bird's-eye parking, so when you're backing up, you hit the screen, and it, it's like a spy satellite above oh. the vehicle, it is, and it's got ProPilot. It is cool. Trade your car in. Well, Melissa said she did like this one better than the last one, so maybe she'll like the next one better than this one. All right. Be like Andy and Melissa and check out the Nissan Rogue. It's been a dream of mine to be like Andy ever since he was born. <laughs> so, yeah, check out these vehicles at Walzer Nissan in Burnsville and in Coon Rapids, House of J-Lo and the House of Dan Resch. Tell them Andy sent you. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Jeremy Piven and Al Franken <laughs> singing together. Unbelievable. I just want a grill, 
I used to love Alvin and the Chipmunks when I was a kid. I cannot, I'll tell you what, when, when, when Fawn was over for the weekend, for half the weekend, for Saturday and then Sunday morning or whatever it is, um, I cannot believe how magnificent um, animation is now. Yeah, it's gotten it's a lot better. gorgeous. It is How do you keep breaking beautiful. your headphones? <laughs> now you're not on again. <laughs> so you've just broken them entirely now? Oh, good. She's just... Hello? Would you leave it alone? How did you even manage that? <laughs> no, we can't hear you. No, they're broken. I can hear you. <sighs> blah, blah, blah. There we there go. go. Jeez. Leave it alone. Yeah, never touch it Do again. Do you want me to cough into the microphone? <laughs> when are you going to give up that fake cough anyway? Hey, you and Fawn. I was going to she's been milking it now for like a month. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to order new cough a, buttons right now. A good because month. Because I'm sick mine of them. Mine is fine. Break. Yeah, yours has been fine the entire time. I've never had an issue with mine ever. All well, the other ones broke. Who uses this when I'm not here? A no lot of one. people. Ah, well, that's probably like, what's going on. Don't try to blame it on someone else. It's <laughs> you your fault. You blame anytime anything goes wrong on everyone other than yourself in here. Someone touched my computer. I God. can't even get at her cough button from where I'm sitting, so don't give I'm me that. I'm not saying it wasn't you. It don't, was you. You're lying. He goes over yeah. here and hits it with a hammer. <laughs> yes, that's what I do. I hit it with a hammer. Meet Ryan. He's six years old, likes to play with toys, and has just been listed as one of Forbes' highest-earning YouTube celebrities. Per Business Insider, the young entrepreneur who hosts his family's Ryan Toys Review Channel on the video-sharing site helped his household bring in about $11 million in pre-tax income this year. What? what? That's YouTube $11 for you. million. Dollars. Why don't you two get off your ass and help your mom and dad out? Let's go. Yeah. YouTube wasn't a thing when I was Get a YouTube channel now. I probably now. would have been a star on YouTube. Oh, I don't think there's any questions. I well, was... this article, after we read it, I'll uh, explain why it's making so much money. Simply by opening toys and other products and reviewing them online, this monetized mastery of the unboxing phenomenon what The Verge has described as a blend of innocent childhood antics and re relentless, often overwhelming consumerism, places Ryan's channel in the number eight slot on the Forbes list, tied with the slapstick team Smosh. Oh, what yeah. the hell is Smosh now? They've been around for a while. No idea. They're f Never they're, it's comedy for kids, oh. basically. Alongside other big YouTube names like brothers Jake and Logan Paul, I don't know Minecraft who. Wiz, Daniel Dan TDM Middleton. More stuff for kids. And the controversial PewDiePie. More stuff for kids. Isn't he the guy that hates Jews? That's not how it... Yeah. It, he does... He's, what it is is um, he asks his audience, like, you know, oh, what crazy thing should I do next? So they said, you know, write oh. a... Attack Jews and he did it? No, that's not what happened at all. He did, he did attack Jews. No. Uh -huh. No one was attacked. Uh -huh. I don't know. He wrote oh, something. Is that your <laughs> <goat> impression? <laughs> Very I don't know. He wrote like, you know, Heil Hitler on a piece of cardboard that or something. That would be anti-Jew there, Andrew. That's not attacking any. Yeah. Heil Hitler yeah, is <laughs> definitely is close. That's definitely. Uh, in any case, uh, what makes Ryan unusual is obviously his age. He's definitely the youngest YouTube star we've ever seen. An industry analyst told The Verge in last December's profile. Ryan's parent posted his first video on March 2015, 
after the uh, YouTube-obsessed preschooler wanted to know why he couldn't dish on toys online like other kids. Per a tube filter interview from last year, in July of that year, the family experienced its first viral video, Ryan opening a giant egg surprise with more than 100 cars-branded toys. The channel had exploded, has exploded since then, now with over 10 million subscribers and more than 16 million views, per the Washington Post. Ryan's parents told Tube Filter they mainly film on the weekends so it doesn't interfere with their son's schooling and that they pay. Why is he still going to school? Yeah, really. Right. It's worth 11 million. I just dropped out at six. Yeah, That's could, great advice. He could retire. Yeah. He could retire right now. Okay, Be- so because he- his career couldn't tank anytime soon. Well, right. but if you once you have eleven million dollars, you're pretty much set. Wait, 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 wait. Until Vince Young, that. Well, <laughs> so he just opens up toys. That's all he does, mm-hmm. and plays with them. Yep, yep. Harder than it looks. <laughs> There's a thing on YouTube going on right now. It's called Elsa Gate. Um, so. One major thing about YouTube monetization is that ads will play no matter who's watching the video or even if anyone's there. So what parents are doing is they're giving their kids an iPad, putting it on YouTube, and just like, you know, opening up some toy channel or cartoon channel or something like that. And then the kids just kind of let it autoplay the next video ad infinitum. Um, And usually it'll do stuff like this. It'll be like this. It'll go to this kid's channel because... Uh, it's related to toys and it's for kids and that sort of thing. So a lot of it is just auto playing videos. But then apparently some people in China and or India, no one's quite sure, noticed this. So they rigged up an AI to just make it'll it just churns out videos with popular children's characters in them. So it'll like it'll have one of the videos will be, you know, Spider-Man and Batman will be doing something, and then the next video will be literally the exact same video, but swap out Spider-Man for Elsa, and it just churns those out nonstop. Okay, and they're making tons of money off of that. And it's because it's sponsored? Because you can, get, you can put ads on anything on YouTube, really. Alex, you should go on YouTube with Fawn as you teach her to speak <clears throat> sentences. People would love that. Hey, listen, like I said, Joe from Louisville already wants to hear Party On again. you got to play it for me. And as Joe from Louisville goes, so goes the world. You're damn right. <laughs> Just generally <laughs> how he likes it, it Joe, send in the like $11 million <laughs> for the playback of Have this. Have you heard about those weird those robots that are buying up the popular toys, too? Robots. That, well, some sort of. Oh, you were bot. talking. Yeah, about there's this. some sort of bot. I should guess not a robot. Oh, Sorry. Just walking around the world. <laughs> targets. R two D two. Yeah, they've got some sort of um, program that buys all of the popular toys, so that when the parents are searching for them oh. online, they have to pay like 500 yep. times markup oh, that's if they really want nice. the popular toy. Yeah, don't do that. Don't encourage these people. Isn't that horrible? Let them just waste all their money and then die in poverty. Yeah, don't, yeah, don't buy. Yeah, that's but, what they know, deserve. There's some sort of weird finger puppet that's really popular right now. Oh, God, now. yeah, those are so creepy. Fingerlings? Fingerlings. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I have no idea what they are. Well, they're just, for like five and up. Somebody so. was talking about, like, they're where can I find Hugely popular, and they're supposed to be like, I don't know, fourteen ninety nine, let's say, in Target. I thought you meant the finger family videos, which are part <laughs> of Elsagate. No, this is the well, finger. Are. Those are super weird. They're so creepy. Julia's watched those before, and yeah. I'm like, what the F is happening? 
thing. Yeah, they're really and, weird. and people are paying like a hundred dollars for these stupid no, fingerling things. Don't do that. I will not pay anything for anything. Fawn no. gets wooden blocks. Joe from Louisville <laughs> says he's still looking for his own eleven million. He'll get back to us. All right. So that'll be good. Hang on. Well, Make hey, it he, he only has to work for what another like two hundred years. Yeah, two hundred years. That's not there. Bad. You go. No problem. Here we were <clears throat> we were watching, and I can't say what the price of the house was. Oh, except that's before tax, so four hundred years. Yes, no problem. So they were talking about talking about how much a house cost in uh, in It's a Wonderful Life. Oh yeah, <laughs> he built a house for blah blah blah. I figured with our house, if you took the money from our house that cost to build, you could build seven hundred houses back in that era. <laughs> seven hundred. Oh, but did you account for inflation? No. No. So, well, well that wasn't saying, that long ago. 1946, I, I think it was. money has about, I want to say about so doubled. Only doubled? 1956, you said? 1946, I think it was. Isn't that where it was, Alex? 1946? 1946. It's a wonderful life. life. No idea. I think it was right oh, after World okay, War II. never mind. It has 13 times. There you go. Yeah. So seven hundred divided by thirteen. Yeah. So, so that's, that's still fifty-three houses. Fifty-three it's houses. Still a lot of houses. Yeah, I remember when we first got it's a married. Neighborhood. Every time we had to buy something or repair something or replace something, it was like, you know, seven hundred bucks. Everything was like oh, seven hundred bucks. A new refrigerator. Yep, yep. A new washer dryer set. Whatever. Seven hundred. I thought it was expensive replacing my blower motor five years ago for two hundred. Yeah. Well, that's what we're saying when we were first married, and oh. now now it's like, oh, the refrigerator broke. You got three grand. Mm, right. <laughs> it's oh, it's ridiculous. true. Everything is two, three, four thousand dollars. Well, everything, everything is way nicer is the problem. Well, every... you can't get a fridge that's as crappy as a fridge from forty years ago. Even though a lot of people would like to get a fridge that cheap. But the thing is, is all these fods, all these things with all of these electronics and all this stuff. They, they die the, faster. The more There's components. always something yep. that's going to go wrong. You need just the basic stuff. Mm-hmm. Don't buy any of this dryer. whistle. I'm sure whistle stuff. if you know where to look, you can get a fridge that's like the most plain thing in the universe. Yeah, you can. That has like, you know, one component and will never, ever break. Our washer and dryer is, they're 30 years old and they work perfectly. See, there you go. It's pretty old. So you 30, years? 30 wow. years. Old. Do they have a slot for quarters? You've never been used. That's why they still work. Mm. I clock diaper. They get plenty used. <laughs> they, get, they just what? have Jeeves come over and pick up their clothes. <laughs> yep. That's us. Jeeves the I do, butler. They have I, the yes. washer made. I do so much laundry. Because between workout clothes, Fawn's clothes, cloth diapers, regular clothes, work clothes, sheets, oh, suppose, toys, yeah. dog, dog toys. Hair. Oh, my God. It's like mm. constant. Constant. Uh, Laundry doing? Yes. I suppose that's true. Even before fun, it was like, I do so much laundry. Are you going to oh, play Andy. Party on quick before we forget? I was going to, oh. but then everybody was Oh, here we go. Yeah, play it again because Joe wants to hear it. Okay, well, I have to, like, cue it up. It was all ready, and then everyone was talking. So Cotto. stopped. Cotto. Cotto. Bapple. Bapple. <laughs> Bapple. I like how she asks questions. Cotto. That's avocado. Avocado is Cotto. Cotto. Because it's like, can I have avocado? Okay. Ready? Yeah, she had a new word. I no. could not understand what it was. It was something. Boof. She kept on saying, like, boof. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I know. Just what have no idea what this word is. I don't know. She wanted beef bourguignon. Yep. That's what it was. <laughs> That's a little French. Beef Boof means beef yeah. in French. Boof so. is beef in French. And she could yeah. go, French. Um, Andy, would you put <laughs> up the Mario Batali story? 
Ooh, is it this? That's the one right oh, there. Okay, yes. should I play this or no? Yeah. Okay. We're just waiting for you to finally come around and deliver. It's, I've been sitting here with it for oh, 20 minutes. Oh, you poor minutes. dear. I'm <laughs> exhausted. I'm exhausted from holding my hand up. Okay. Fun. Can you say party on? Party on. <laughs> party on. Party on. Put that the, on YouTube and let's find 11 million. She's got the greatest little voice. She's not wearing pants in it. So <laughs> yeah, that's a problem. She's got a diaper yeah, on. Yeah, she's a diaper. Oh, not naked. Well, yeah. Party on. <laughs> The latest lengthy dive into allegations of sexual misconduct comes via Eater. And as the publication suggests, involves a chef. Mario Batali has been named by four unnamed women as having touched them inappropriately in a pattern of behavior that appears to span at least two decades. Eater also says he was widely described as continually using sexual innuendo in his restaurants. Uh, Three of the women were employed. Boy, they're going to arrest every uh, morning zoo radio disc jockey for that. It's all they do talk about. Yeah, really. Three of the women were employed by Batali at one point. The woman who was not says while at a party in New Orleans, someone collided with her spilling wine down her shirt. She alleges Batali just went to town and began rubbing her breast while saying something along the lines of, let me help you with that. Her characterization of him, he gets wasted, he's arrogant, and he acts like he's God's gift to women. Well, I've seen you, and I'm here to tell you you're not. Well, he's been married for like 23 years, so... Oh, well, that's not good news, is it? Yeah, you'd think he'd be... Uh... I always thought he was gay. He does seem kind of gay. I don't know why, though. And now we'll get complaints about that. What do you mean by seems gay? Like, settle down. It's a vibe. Maybe he's overcompensating. (laughs) Oh, I think. He's got a Uh, beard. Yeah. The other three accusers described having their buttocks or breasts grabbed. Eater reports that a complaint was made in October to Batali and Bastianich Hospitality Group, which is involved with 24 restaurants owned in part by Batali and Joe Bastianich and that the chef was reprimanded and attended training. Now, Batali says he's giving up day-to-day operations of his businesses and admitted that much of the behavior described does, in fact, match up with ways I have acted. Oh. That behavior was wrong, and there are no excuses. ABC said it had asked Batali to give up his co-hosting duties at The Chew while it reviews uh, the allegations. Oh, Anthony the Bourdain chew. foreshadowed the news, tweeting Sunday, Trust me, Monday's really going to suck. Mm. Uh, he retweeted, then he tweeted, it's Batali and it's bad. Well, I guess if he said he did it, then he said he what did are it. you going to do? He said he actually did it. I've talked to him before. He's actually a very pleasant guy. I didn't. Maybe when he drinks, he's arrogant. I don't know. It's probably like a drinking thing, yeah. It's probably he's a drunk. Usually is. Probably draws. Probably true. In your opinion. In my opinion, he's a <laughs> There drunk we go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's not get sued. We'll be back. Tom Bernard Show. Tom Bernard with the CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski, who just so happens to be a very good friend of mine. If you're trying to get me to give you some shots on the golf course next time, it's not going to work, Tom. Well, it was worth a shot. So, from refinancing your home to small business loans or just a new checking account, you are a locally owned community bank. So what does that mean to folks listening, Michael? We take pride in individually crafted and customized solutions for your business with quick response times to all our customers, Tom. If you're tired of talking to pre-recorded voices and the wait times that can be forever, we answer the phone in Roseville, Edina, Hastings, Woodbury, and Shoreview. Plus, if it's important for your banker to know who you are, that's us, because we're your neighbor. So you're easy to find in a place people can trust. I learned that from personal experience, you know. Next year, I'll give you a couple shots on the front nine. Well, who am I to say no? Why not bank with my family's banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. 
By now, you've all heard me talk about MyPillow and how it's literally changed my life. My friend Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, fit me for my very own MyPillow, and I haven't stopped raving about them since. They won't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want, and they maintain their shape. Made in the USA. If you don't have a MyPillow or know someone who doesn't, now is the time. Because for a limited time, Mike is offering his premium MyPillows, yes, the one that started it all, for his lowest price ever. You can get a queen-size premium MyPillow for $29.98, regularly $69.98. That's a $40 savings. Kings are only $5 more, by the way. Folks, now is the time to buy. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, but they are the best Christmas gifts ever. $29.98 for a queen-size premium MyPillow. Buy now, and Mike will extend his 60-day money-back guarantee to March 1st, 2021. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Listener Square and use promo code TOM. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Or call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. Just hear those sleigh bells jingling, ring, ting, ting tingling, too. Oh, for a while, it sounded kind of Caribbean. Come so on, it's say. lovely weather for a sleigh ride together. I love with this you. song. Perversion of Outside this What Are You Doing New Year's Eve? Really? Best. My favorite Christmas song is Sukiyaki by Kiyo Sakamoto. It's phenomenal. Duh. Is that song really about a guy going to the, going to the gas chamber? What's it called? Uh, sukiyaki by Kiyu Sakamoto. Sukiyaki is a type of... It's food. Yeah. But they, I think they just called it sukiyaki because Americans couldn't pronounce any other Japanese word. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, a, it's it originally called hit. Ue o Muite Aruko. So, Duh. Yeah. And what does that mean? You're not going to be... I look up as I walk. I look up as I walk. And people aren't going to be calling it that, so... What was the name of it? Uh, <laughs> Ue o Muite Aruko. Aruko. Which, yeah. Sukiyaki. is a lot easier to say. There's a lot of weird, depressing Christmas things. There are. Like, have you ever read the book, The Little Match Girl? No, no I never is. have. Here's Sukiyaki. You remember this, don't you? What's he saying, Andy? It's about a guy who, well, it's like, it's just like a generic, like, you know, I'm sad because of things that happened in the past. Um, well, that's, that's... This is a ripoff from another song. No, no, this is just an old, old song. Oh, this is like a 1957 or 8. Yeah, like that. it's just very old. This just sounds like a Western. It does. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It does. Very famous Doesn't Japanese it? Western. But the Actually. main, the main uh, theme behind it, he's looking up. So that his tears won't fall out of his eyes. Aww. See, I told you it was a very sweet song. It is a very sweet song. Sukiyaki has it's absolutely nice... nothing to do with the song. No, it doesn't. They just chose that name because it's a Japanese word that's easy to say. <laughs> that Americans nice Japanese could say, Western. Yes. Yep. Uh, how so... many copies did it sell, Andy? Because I think it sold millions of copies. It was number one for 1961 to 1963 Holy in God. Australia, Canada, Japan, Norway, the U.S. Top 100. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I know. You, there's all sorts of weird little things. Like you'll see a song by like you know some obscure band, and it was like number one for 300 years in you know 
Liechtenstein or something. <laughs> Liechtenstein. Who knows how Liechtenstein. that kind of thing happens? So it didn't say how many how many copies it sold because I think it sold several million copies. Uh, I don't know. It was made it, old Kiyu Sakamoto a lot of money. Is it? possible to tell because considering it's from another country and they might not well they do worldwide sales figures uh let's see not necessarily you can't necessarily i'll read a story while you're looking the hottest toy this holiday season might just be a five inch robotic monkey that grabs onto your fingers passes gas and sings a tune oh i love it i want three. Oh my god <laughs> The Fingerling is this year's Beanie Baby or Cabbage Patch doll, the $15 creature that blinks and snores is coveted by millions of kids, and their parents are scrambling to find them on store shelves and waiting for months online orders to be filled. Buying them. Yep. What? Bots are buying them. See? Well, that, that that's one of the toys that bots are buying. I'm sure it is. If it's a hot toy, they're buying them. Yep. Anything that's popular, the bots will buy. Like the, the uh, Nintendo Switch. I waited probably six extra months to buy one because people... Everyone was just buying them and then reselling them on eBay, and I was like, I'm not rewarding them with $100 for being scumbags. I agree. Good for you. Yeah, I'll just wait. You can be patient. Mm-hmm. I know. I, that's, I wonder, you know, because when we were growing up, we always saw commercials. Yes. All the time. And so yeah. I was like, I want that because it was in a commercial. And oh my gosh. New but like, Doom's own danger. Waiting fun. for you. Mighty Max. Nicks and spiders. <laughs> oh my God. Dungeons <laughs> Yeah. And all, they all have the catchy songs. Creepy crawlers. <laughs> oh my God. Creepy crawlers. Mm-hmm. But like Talk the. Talk about the. He's not going to stop. Oh my God. Okay. So we don't plan on having Fawn mm-hmm. watch very much television, but then yeah. also she's not really going to see commercials because mm-hmm. we'll watch things like my nanny kids. They never watch TV. They watch stuff on like Netflix sure, and stuff like that or, or DVD it, or something. It was ninety yeah. percent seeing things on TV. Yeah. Being like, well, although <laughs> the other thing is they're going to see kids talking about or having these toys at school and they're going to be like well i want that yeah exactly so, yeah so it'll be interesting to it's like tamagotchi i never saw an ad for tamagotchi, yeah, tamagotchi. But, yeah, but those were so had, huge because everyone yeah. had one you had to get one too somehow tamago means egg in japanese tamago and so tamago it's my chi. main goal to never bring her into a target or a toy store in her whole life remember yeah, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> remember <laughs> kids luck. are us <laughs> yeah oh yeah kids are us kids are us was you'd a go big in deal. there oh and it was like up to yeah. three stories of just nothing but toys for Horrible. kids it was unbelievable i went to a baby's r us because somebody oh i was looking for oh we went to one noise canceling headphones no we went to bye bye baby which uh, we both ended up sitting on the floor <laughs> In the middle of the store, like, there's just too much stuff. I know. Not one crib. 400 cribs. Yeah, it was like, oh. <laughs> Not one stroller. 7,000 yeah. strollers. What car seat looks it's nice. impossible. 7,000 options. It's crazy. And you just want to crawl in one and die. Speaking <laughs> of buying a lot of things, Sukiyaki sold 13 million copies 13 worldwide. 13 million wow. copies. Oh, yeah, he did pretty well. Yeah, Kiyo Sakamoto made out just fine. Uh-huh. It's a lot of yen right Although there. Although he died at 43, so. <laughs> he died? Yeah. How did at he die? 43. 43, yeah. How Let's... did he die? From the uh, overworking uh, Japanese syndrome? Nope. He died on Japan Airlines Flight 123. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. Which was the second deadliest aircraft accident in history. Oh, Kiyo. So that's a shame. What that's happened? Terrible. It's just a, a consumer. Uh, or a commercial flight crashed. Well, it just crashed. Like, it just, just went no down? Uh, sudden decompression. Oh, I think I've heard of this. Yeah, the the previous flight 
uh, had a tail strike when they were landing, and they didn't fix it properly. So basically, oh, the tail you. just ripped off, and yeah. Andy, would you do me a favor? Nice. Whoops. Would you look up uh, Taste of Honey's version of Sukiyaki? Because they actually sing, it's two black women, and they sing it in English. But I wonder if the words match. Oh, yeah. The only time I'm ever afraid of flying, really, is if you're in the situation where you're in the airport, and they're like, oh, we're trying to fix something on the plane, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and you're great. delayed for like two hours, that and they're like, make we're you all feel good now. Right. Yeah. I'm like, mm, maybe not. I swear I fixed it. Yeah. Right. Like, Although, would you, you know rather that... have it be quick? Like, yeah. oh, no. we're trying to fix something, and like, ten minutes later, ten minutes it's, later, it's, it's fixed. Just, no, don't worry about yeah. thing. Like, do you want it done yeah, quick, or do you want it? Yeah. You know just what? let me get off the airplane while you know you're what? doing we'll it. You know what? We'll fix it after oh, we land. when they keep you on that airplane. I hate All right. so much. Like us and trying to leave Phoenix. Oh, my God. What year did Taste of Honey release it? Like, 1980 or 81? 81, because I was working at Capitol. I worked this record, actually, at Capitol Records. Are you going to play? There we go. Sounds a lot more Asian than the other one. Shamison. The other one sounds like a Western I got the Shamison. You going to start singing? It's all because of you. I'm feeling sad and blue. Yeah, it's pretty. You went away. Now my love is just rain. Mastiff? They were they were two very attractive uh, young... Boogie, oogie, oogie. Boogie, oogie, oogie. Get yep. Oh, that's boogie, right. The disco oogie, years. Oh, I know that song. Everyone. I was going to say, Taste of Honey sounds familiar. Yeah, I they can't were, think of... They yeah, were that, very nice, too. That was a huge that's disco nice. hit. During the disco years, everyone was a one-hit wonder. They'd make a song and then just vanish. Not Donna Summer. She had, like, yeah. three albums that were... <laughs> My God. I just learned something on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire about Donna Summer. What? You found it at the same time. What was the song, She Works Hard for the Money? Who, oh. who was it written about? A prostitute? No. Was it a waitress? Was it a... What were the options? Was it a waitress? What is, what? Her mom? No. She Works Hard for Her Money was about a certain la- certain form of labor that a woman did. Nurse? Nurse was one of the choices. It was nurse. It was uh, waitress. waitress. It was... Prostitute. No, Not it prostitute. wasn't no, God. I think that nice might be too. Women <laughs> role models. You, Andy, you guys go. Andy said prostitutes. Well, that's what first. people sing about. They sing about you know things that are going to catch your ear. Well, yeah. it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't any it? sex nope. trade. Okay, okay. Right. it's not waitress. It's not nurse. Okay, what are difficult? Teacher. Is Teacher a hard was job? another one. Teacher's that a hard was the third job, one. And nurse. then the fourth one was what it actually was. Dental hygienist would be a terrible job. <laughs> yeah, oh God. Oh. They, get, they get paid well. They, they I know, but well, they but work still, hard for the money. Yes, they do. Having to have spit all over your hands all day? No, thank you. <laughs> gloves. They have to do all the dirty work, yeah. and then the dentist goes in, pokes one tooth, and says, you need a filling. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway. she actually wrote the song when she met a bathroom attendant. Oh, I never would have guessed that. I never no, would No, neither would we. Years. I thought for sure it was probably waitress.
time you've seen a bathroom attendant. Remember the show Taxi? In my bathroom <laughs> well, every day. Remember the show Taxi? And Danny DeVito was on Taxi. He was a guy who, who he was a cab dispatcher. Yeah. I don't know if I told you this guy's, uh, you guys this or not, but uh, Donna Summer and I were dating for quite some time. But <laughs> I had to break up with it because she started shaking it for other guys. <laughs> Yeah, okay, Danny. I remember the first time I ever saw a bathroom attendant was down in Texas. Oh, Texas. And they had this they had this giant shelf with hairspray, mm-hmm. lipstick, mm-hmm. makeup. Yeah, Florida's combs. the only time I've ever seen it. I was like, who's gonna use anybody else? Oh, let's all rat our hair with no. this yeah. one comb and then put a bunch of aquanet on it. Well, it was they're the supposed weirdest to, thing. They're supposed to like give you drop it towels. in a thing of barbicide. Yeah, and then the, yeah. and then the I don't think that was happening. And they give this you wasn't a high fresh class towels and a mint. Fawn is my bathroom attendant. Do you know what she does? No. She flushes the toilet and goes, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye. So you should tip her. I should, should totally tip her. tip her. She opens and closes cupboards and then flushes the toilet. How, bye. How would you like a job where you stand in a room with poop smell? Yeah. Yeah. people grunting. Yeah. Oh, I just have awkward conversations as people are washing their hands. <laughs> but I can see it. it in the ladies' room, but in the men's room, it's why, even worse. Why? Why in the ladies' room? I don't Women know. Women poop too, What do you think Mike? we're doing? in there people think they're cleaner than we men are grosser when i was in when i was traveling through india there were a lot of bathroom attendants and they would hand you a little tiny itty bitty paper towel to wash your to dry your hands with and you know and they were they looked so poor yeah. I mean, they, well, they probably were. They had like hardly any teeth and stuff, well, it's and it was like than oh the my attendant God. in the men's room handing out condoms and lube and yeah, stuff. That's true. Yeah. Like, I'll take ten of each. Yeah, I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather just put <laughs> yeah. condoms and condoms. Not getting used. Aspirin. I just all I know is I don't want to be a bathroom attendant. No. 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 Never could. No, I I, I, I over tipped the bathroom attendants yeah. in India. Let me tell you. you did. Pretty sure they made Here, like a year salary. Yeah. I'm sure India is very bad, but also two places bad. I would not want to be is international airport or the gym. Yuck. Gym. gym. Yeah. That's where I got. This. I can barely go into a gym locker room because it's just. <laughs> it's, there's no air in there. No. It's it just depends like on the gym. My gym locker room is nice. Oh, oh my God! My Leave it alone. Stop! I have it. to call. God, you're a disaster. No, you broke there. it again. It's there working. you go. There, now it's working. They didn't break it. I was coughing for once. Oh my gosh! Way to break up all the equipment, Catherine. <coughs> Typical. <coughs> Did you just break it again? No, no she was okay. covering up her mouth. <laughs> no. Oh, uh, we just had Hilermo del Toro's uh, del Toro on the show. We, we should have him on this show. Actually, whenever you say his name, you should have Hilermo. to Hilermo. Hilermo. Bullfighter. Hilermo. Hilermo. We're not going Hilermo. I called him Hilermo, and he said fine. I called him his, Willie. Actually, well, his name is Hilermo. Hilermo yeah. del Toro. You're obs- Pico de Gallo. Like, don't even start with me. Picadillo. That's what you can't say, Hilermo. Just a lot of hostility towards you today. It really is. What's that all about? What's that? Well, he's like so obsessive about doing correct accents, and then I'm telling him his correct name, and he's like, No, I'm not going to say it that way. I wonder if anyone's ever called him Guillermo. Oh, you 100%. Just call, yeah. call him Willie the Bull because that's what it means. It does. Guillermo del Toro means to, Willie the Bull. He needs to be a bullfighter with that name. He is a great guy, by the way. Really, really. You know that he had a man cave at his house? 
I'm not surprised. 11,000 square feet. I'm also not surprised. <laughs> oh, I thought you were just going to stop at Man Cave. I was like, there's that's, quite a few people around the world. That's that a giant house. Did you know that Guillermo yeah. del Toro owns a television? He owns a do- No, actually, his Man Cave is two houses that have that's insane. A, uh, a walkway between them. You can't that's, even use that much space. His wife must be a real battle axe. <laughs> I need to get away now. I need just two houses to get away from my one house. All right, we'll be back. What's his face joins us next. I know. <laughs> Tom Bernard Show. Tom here for Saber Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Saber and Bryant are teaming up to offer zero percent financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Saber. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more. And please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin, is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. the Greek national anthem. It's a Greek Christmas carol. It's a Greek Christmas carol. Mm. <laughs> hey, Kostaki, do you even know the Greek national anthem by heart? No. Ah. What kind of Greek are you? How do you Fraudulent. not know the Greek national anthem? I'm a very American Greek. I That's don't speak Greek. True. Not at all? Well, I know a little bit. Hey, you're not riding the subway this morning, were you? No. Yeah. Thank God. Well, I mean, worst case scenario, he got like a little bit of yeah, you got some heat dust. on him. Yeah. I that... saw the headline that that guy made the bomb at work. I was like, well, at least it didn't show anybody his penis at work. Then <laughs> <laughs> it would have been over for him. Yeah, so it had to wrap it up then. <laughs> it was progress. Yeah, he detonated Stop. the bomb and only hit himself, and he still fared better than uh, Ween Master or whatever his name was. Ween Master. I'm sure it was Ween Master. Yeah. Weinstein, that's it. <laughs> yes, Ween Master. Ween Master. <laughs> I like that nickname. <laughs> the Ween Master. Hey, I heard you're having dinner with Mario Batali tonight. Is that right? What? what? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> he goes, no, no, no. No. Have you heard about that? I did just uh, saw it. I just saw that headline. Too. I just can't believe it. It's unbelievable. And he admitted to it. So, yeah, that's one we know he happened. He did admit to it. What's the matter with us? Didn't they hear, learn anything from Bill Clinton? Always deny everything. I did not have sexual relations <laughs> with that right. woman. Even though his sperm was on her dress, he still denied having relations with her. Right. It's like, right. Wh- how can you deny it? Your it, stuff is there. It was planted there by the Wisconsin police. Oh, yeah. uh, the Wisconsin police. I would say that, uh, that she could have bought it off Hillary, but I don't think Hillary's ever seen any of that. <laughs> It's like, it's like Ted Kennedy at Chappaquiddick. Oh, I thought it was a parking spot. I mean, come on. I just love it how, how all these politicians, each political party, tries to claim the high moral ground. Yeah. Both of you parties are so filthy, it's unbelievable. Oh, it's the worst, yeah. and always the have moral been. high ground. Yeah, okay. Look at us. We're so much better than you. God. It's disgusting. True uh, what are you going to do? 
So the Vikings have never in their history won nine games in a row, and they still haven't. Hmm. Well, pretty good team, though. Yeah, they still are. Still a pretty good team. So, so we lost the ninth game? Yep, we lost yesterday. The only thing I'm worried about, Kostaki, is that three of our offensive linemen are hurt, and those are the three guys that kept everybody off of Casey Kasem. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I keep laughing about that clip. That was one of the great clips of all time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, when he starts swearing at his coworkers, <laughs> he just slowly unravels. Yeah, <laughs> I know he starts out all professional. <laughs> he turns into a psychopath again. in two minutes. In, uh, gotta come out of these songs with the dog. <laughs> oh man, that is really great. Actually, are so- there more clips like that of other people I don't know about? Yes. Well, I'm yeah, I'm sure like you've me. heard. I'm sure you've heard the green peas. Uh, we know of a remote farm in Lincolnshire. That one? Oh, Orson Welles? Yeah. yeah. No. Oh, yeah. There was, there's one where he's doing an ad for peas, and he keeps saying, like, so, like, he... In July. In July, peas grow there, but then in the commercial, it's showing, like, snowy fields, and he's like, well, should we... Isn't that the fun of it? If you show me any possible way to begin a sentence with that word... Yeah. Wh- remember what he says? Well, yeah, I know that part. But what was the word that he said? It was something. It was something. It's difficult to start a sentence. With. I can't remember. But um, yeah, and I'm sure you've seen the uh, Orson Welles. Nah, the French champagne. No, nah, the French champagne. It's fermented in the bottle, and like the other French champagnes, it's known for its excellence. <laughs> you haven't heard that one? No. Oh, he's so drunk he you can't even talk. Just look up Orson Welles drunk, and it'll be the first one on there. It's you the Paul Messon. You could play it for him, Paul. Well, Kostaki, you remember this one? Uh, Here we go. When I'm doing TV, and I got 18. God damn it! Can't everybody stop for 10 Berman. minutes? Everybody seems that that's the only... Everybody can we stick... Jesus Christ. I mean, it's not that much to ask. Is that when everybody has to move when I'm trying to concentrate? Jesus. And you guys thought I was a pain. <laughs> you guys thought I was a pain in the ass. Yeah, you know, there are... there Anybody who's ever... Turn camera. Why don't you take one? With overlap, action, please. <laughs> He's just staring... Jesus, man. He is so drunk. He has no idea where he is. Right? He doesn't do anything? <laughs> no. Sorry, cut. Yeah, rolling. 102, take two. Ah, the French <laughs> champagne. I know it's not celebrated for its excellence. There's a California champagne by Paul Masson. Wow. Oh, it's like a joke. By that same like French excellence. It's fermented in the bottle, and like the best French champagne, it's vintage dated. So far, my son. God. There's a. I don't know. Hopefully, it's not around anymore, but for many years ago, there was this young producer that was just annoying the hell out of me. And I mean, he just wouldn't stop. Could you try it this way? Could you try it that way? Let's try it with this mic. Let's try it with that mic. Let's try it. Okay. Okay, buddy. I said, what'd you say? And you could hear me doing this. I go, what'd you say? He goes, what? I said, did you just call me your buddy? <laughs> and he goes, yeah, why? What's... I said, don't call me your buddy. And he says to me, what should I call you? 
and there's a pause, and I go, call me Dr. Death. <laughs> Why did you say that? I think I might have been out to lunch and had a uh, glass of wine or two at lunch. Dr. But Death. Call me Dr. Death. It's better than Captain Whammo. Captain Whammo was the one that hired me at uh, KSTP and mm-hmm. began my career. Is Captain called... Whammo? Yeah. He was. He worked in Chicago, Captain Whammo. And he's the guy who gave you the name Catman, right? He's the one who gave me the name yep. Catman, exactly. Does he still go by Captain Whammo? I don't think he's on the air anymore. Jim Chanel is his real name. I love that these, these guys brand themselves with some name that sort of sounds really outdated, like 30 years later. Yeah, yeah 30 years later, it's really outdated. <laughs> well, 30 years ago, this was your buddy caught on a hot mic, too. This is how it goes, Sal, for American Contemporary Radio. Is it working now, Gilly? All right, let's go. Good Lord, let's go. Thank you. <laughs> What? <laughs> it still sounds bad? It did sound bad. I thought you said it was working all right. Is it working all right or not? If not, I'll share a microphone with Mr. Axdale. I have no more time. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, one of these days we're going to get to the football pick. Yeah, I was going to say, because oh, yeah. he's told one, he's oh, told one this joke. Is, this is way more fun for me. <laughs> you don't have to work? Really funny. <laughs> yeah, just listening to clips on the phone. That's my, my job. Name, my name's not Kostaki. I pronounce it Guillermo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you heard oh, that, did you? Tom, what was the name of the, uh, foot, the Vikings football coach that lost his mind on... Remember, he was Denny swearing... Green? No, the older guy, the... Oh, Jerry Burns. Jerry Burns has another great one. Look that one up, Kostaki. You will laugh get ready to, for days. Get ready for the edit here, Melina. But Jerry Burns was a head coach of the Minnesota Vikings, and he was this old guy. And he was, oh, you sons of bitches. Come in. All, all you ever do is you, you, you come in and you complain every day, and you ask this question. You, you, you sons of bitches are unbelievable. And then there's a long pause. He goes, you fuckers. <laughs> so was that the funny. Burns of Burnsy's bedtime story? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It is so funny. If you I just ju- coach, if you though. just Google Jerry Burns Vikings, the second result is what we're what oh, you're looking for. Okay. On YouTube, Jerry yeah, it, Burns uncensored. Well, yeah, we can't even play it because love, there's so many swear words. I love your advice. Just look up Orson Welles drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's crazy. All right. So we had there were two games in LA amid wildfires, and in Cleveland there was a dumpster fire. Oh my goodness! There was. Come oh on, Browns. God. Josh Gordon is trying to stay off drugs. Give him a chance. Fourteen points up in the fourth quarter, and you lose uh, in overtime. Then they had overtime. to pay a commission to the Falcons. That's an awful way to lose. Uh, that hurts. They're zero and thirteen now. The Browns. Yeah. Well, oh. I hope nothing unlucky happens to them. <laughs> like last year when they were zero and thirteen. You mean like uh, that? That's uh, terrible. Josh Gordon hadn't scored since two thousand thirteen. Like the Democrats. It's been a while. Oh <laughs> man. <laughs> a fan. Do you see this? Has been raising money for the zero and sixteen parade. Right? Oh. And you have to have ten thousand dollars for the city to pay for security and stuff if you have a parade. And so he had a GoFundMe thing, and he had like two grand in there. And then Excedrin donated the final amount. How great is that? (laughs) You give me a headache. That's a great sponsorship idea. (laughs) It is. At least it wasn't my doll. (laughs) Well, that's true. 
Can we get Jägermeister to sponsor the news lately? That would really be helpful. Yes. Oh, God. I drank it one time, and I think I projectile hurled for about a month. <laughs> it's pretty weird. It's, oh. it's, it's, a, it's a potion. It's black licorice. Yeah, it's, it's a potion is what it is. But it's Nasty. super, super, super it's, it's something Viking berserkers drank so they didn't feel pain. Right. It's As David Tell says, uh, you can use it for time travel. Yeah. <laughs> today's absence. Yeah. Behold, as I go a month into the future. <laughs> And then we had snow in Buffalo, that game. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Foot, oh, my gosh. The snow great. in Buffalo? During Why do they the have an outdoor stadium? Crazy, crazy snow. Pull up a clip of that if you Oh, I saw it. it. I did see it. It was a they, foot of snow, right? Yeah. During the game, they got eight inches. Way more oh. than my wife got. Huh? That's a super groan right Thanks there. For, <laughs> thanks for calling. Thanks for calling. <laughs> See, that's, that's interesting because Great we fire idea. him right now. <laughs> it's interesting because you could Don't say more or less, and they're both jokes, but they're both, you know. Yeah, you've got to go self-deprecate. Yeah, it's, it's a versatile. All right. right. Nice. Thanks for sticking up for him. Yeah. <laughs> God, Andy. You can go, too. <laughs> By the way, that's what you want when you're freezing your ass off, rooting for your mediocre team to beat a bad team over time. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. Why did they have an outdoor stadium? That was a lot of snow. Why did we have an outdoor stadium? Yeah, we should have never given up that outdoor stadium. Because that was a mistake. Because it's a team advantage to. So these kind of moments, they're fun. Yeah. yeah I, I guess yeah. If you have like you know Alabama come up here, yeah, yeah, yeah they're, they're screwed. They're used to training in the cold. <laughs> Alabama, that's your NFL. <laughs> yeah. You know, know. those the guys. Al- the Alabama, you know, tumbleweeds. <laughs> I do think Alabama could probably beat the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, maybe at this point. Like I could beat the Cleveland <laughs> yeah. Browns. They're so into, great. They're so into college know. football. Why don't they have an NFL team? It is weird. It's very yeah. weird. How into football they are. It would be great if they would relegate NFL teams into the college level and yeah. have, have the two best college teams move up. I'm kind of surprised they don't. It's like, it's like it's like a cage match. You know, whoever wins gets to get free of the uh, the college world. <laughs> That Bills game was fun to watch. It, it was so white, it owns the Friends DVD box set. That's white. That's, <laughs> oh, my God. It, it was so white, it thinks Blake Shelton is the sexiest man alive. <laughs> he, why oh why was he picked as the sexiest man alive? <laughs> no. Boy. Boy. That game was so white, it went to an ugly sweater party. That's a white thing. <laughs> Those are, yeah. It went apple picking and bought a Prius. <laughs> hey, hey, I've been apple picking. It, it voted for Jill Stein and was drinking a pumpkin spice latte. That was a white game. I feel oh, like wow. you're describing me. Yeah, really. <laughs> like Alex. We just talked about Alex. I'm taking real. this personally. You got a moleskin notebook over there somewhere? Damn it. Cause... <laughs> Are you watching me? Listen to the NPR and watching The Wire. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All I ever do. <laughs> <laughs> So Carson Wentz tore his ACL. That's the big news today. Um, an eagle with a bad knee. That should be the symbol of America. Hobbling <laughs> <laughs> around. You know, maybe an eagle with a bad knee and a lot of student loan debt. <laughs> it's a possibility, you know. So the quarterback of the best team is going to miss the rest of the season. It's a shame we can't get spare parts for these guys, yeah. like a car, you know. Have Johnny Menzel hanging around drinking in case someone needs a knee or a collarbone. Or something. <laughs> it's not a bad plan. <laughs> When he heard that Carson was going to be gone, Jay Leno said he's available. Oh, <laughs> God. Really? There's an old reference. <laughs> yeah, everybody, that's very funny. Who's Jay Leno? <laughs> Carson. 
Orson was going to be. Come on, we were just playing uh, Orson Welles drunk. Come on. Yeah, that's true. That's these a good are, point. These are old references. <laughs> that's a are. very good point. Cam Newton is trying to popularize the brimless hat. You know what would be popular? A wordless cam. That would be great. <laughs> Was he really wearing a fez after the game yes. yesterday? Yes. What? What is well, wrong with him? Fez-ish, yeah. Fez-ish. You mean ishy fez? <laughs> Ish. Uh, that sounds like an uncle. Fez-ish. It, it does look like... It's like a... I, it's halfway between a fez and one of those, like, Kwanzaa hats. Let me see it. A yeah, Kwanzaa a little, hat? You, you know what I mean. It's a little shrinery. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, hey, Cam, we already have a brimless hat. It's called a yarmulke. Oh, what my God. He is such an embarrassment to humanity. Is that it's Hebrew on weird... the side? Hey, it looks like Hebrew, yeah. It does. At least he won. Oh, no. Oh, no, no. <laughs> yeah, he did win. <laughs> he had fat. that 62-yard run that was pretty impressive. <laughs> and Blair Walsh missed another field goal. On the Blair power rankings, he just oh, moved below God. Blair from Facts of Life. Uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> kind of negative. What the Blair Witch Project. <laughs> And Tony Blair. Yeah. And Linda Blair. Linda Blair. <laughs> and Rocky Blair. <laughs> Blyer. Well, it's Rocky Blyer. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say it's Rocky Blyer from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Uh-huh. There's a memory for you. Yeah, I just see that's good. This, how many old references can we do in yeah. one segment? Can you, can you stay, stay with us for another segment for a few minutes? Uh, i got to be out at the top of the hour. You're a what, disaster. What's your window? Uh, we'll be back in two minutes, so five no, minutes. No, we're done with this hour. Well, we could start the third Let me do a closer and scram. That's fine. Oh, God. This is a tweet from a listener. It made me giggle. It's probably an old joke, but it's well written. Okay. He's a Bengals fan. He says they call them the possums because they play dead at home and get killed on the road. (laughs) Not bad. (laughs) Not bad. Giggle worthy. I like the fact that you don't have to write anything when you come on this show. (laughs) We just schmooze about all these other cultural things and everything. It goes better when I just listen to uh, drunken Orson Welles. That's hilarious. I'm going to go look uh, up some more the, stuff. The French. Well, he's yeah. got to be happy. Another uh, win for Garoppolo. Exactly. That's right. Think about that. Janine Garoppolo? <laughs> yes, Janine Garoppolo. <laughs> Janine Garoppolo. All right, Kostaki, we'll talk to you next week, and that's that's going to do it before Christmas yeah. next week. Oh, okay. Birthday. You are around next week, though. Oh, absolutely. All right. All right. We'll go, Vikings, and uh, I'm going to look up some more funny clips. <laughs> I'll talk to you soon. Thanks a lot, Kostaki. <laughs> All right, see you. We'll be back, Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean. Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Walls Road Motor Group, Walls.com, and Doug Sprinthal. Nissan news. This is exciting, and I'm glad Andy's here. 
We just got our first shipments at Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan of the all-new 2021 Nissan Rogue. Dude, you need to trade. This is a brand-new vehicle. It's got bird's-eye parking. So when you're backing up, you hit the screen, and it's like a spy satellite above oh. the vehicle. It is, And it's got ProPilot. It is cool. Trade your car in. Well, Melissa said she did like this one better than the last one, so maybe she'll like the next one better than this one. All right. Be like Andy and Melissa and check out the Nissan Rogue. It's been a dream of mine to be like Andy ever since he was born. <laughs> so, yeah, check out these vehicles at Walzer Nissan in Burnsville and in Coon Rapids, House of J-Lo and the House of Dan Resch. Tell them Andy sent you. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Please come home for Christmas. I love that song. It's a great song. A great Christmas song. We're just, what, about 13 days away from Christmas. Not bad at all, man. Maybe maybe we just try to reflect on this and the joy and the happiness and trust and goodwill yes. toward everybody. Maybe we can just extend that a little bit longer and get it out of, get some of this hate out of everybody. Oh. As long as we don't grab Santa's package coming down the chair. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I miss? I miss the old um, Christmas specials. Oh, I do too. Like when you'd have the Bing Crosby or the Andy yep. Williams Christmas specials. Perry Como. Perry Como, Donnie and Marie. All of that fun, oh, just yeah. kind of variety show yep. stuff. Glenn Campbell, not so much. But, but we the rest were good. But we don't have the, that kind of uh, they don't, uh, that kind of entertainers. We no. don't have that kind of entertainer anymore. No. Well, I think I think Lady Gaga has like a Christmas you know, special coming I up. Think so. might be right. You say that, Ralph, but you could argue like... Justin Timberlake, Jimmy Fallon, those guys could kind of pick up the torch and they could oh, bring easily. it. Yeah, Timberlake but, is but, a very but talented Johnny guy. Carson never had it. Johnny Carson, Steve Allen, Jack Parr never had the Christmas special. No, but different people. But Johnny, or but uh, like you brought up, Timberlake would be a great yeah, guy to Timberlake pull something off would. of that. Yeah, He'd be, be fun. Does he yeah. sing? He's too rich. Oh, does he sing? That's cute, Ralph. He's in whatever that band, Backstreet Boys? <laughs> NSYNC, I think it was. NSYNC. He was in NSYNC, exactly. Come on, he's getting ready for his halftime show. Yeah. That's right, he's got the halftime show. Is he going to Grab an itty bitty this time. Yeah. He may do the whole thing, the whole Monty, the full Monty. The time. full Monty he this time around. He may just unwrap the whole package this time. Uh, look at you open up now that Catherine left. Look at <laughs> oh, man. Whoa, That's whoa, right. whoa, whoa Tim. <laughs> Catherine hits the road, now Tim's big shot. Family <laughs> show here. I like it. Do you know why they're called In Sync? Uh, because, because they were their In names. Sync? Because uh, of their names. That's half of it. What? The other half is the last letter, Justin, Chris, Joey, Jason, and JC. Wow. How did you know that, Tom? Because <laughs> I'm nuts. Yeah, well, we know that. So we know that's a given, but no, Alex was a huge was NSYNC enormously fan. enormously. I still love the story about Alex's friend. Oh, God. Yeah, you guys have never heard this, so you'll like this. <laughs> okay. So I get Alex backstage at an NSYNC concert, right? They go backstage, and each each you know young lady gets to ask a question of the group. So Alex, I don't what do you remember what Alex even asked Andy? No, something, asked it was something you know very standard. Something it's your favorite movie or whatever. But her friend, it was time for her to ask a question, and she's from Elk River. Yeah, Eva, and that's where that Minnesota accent really kicks in as Elk River and goes north from there. So she says. What's your guys' favorite foods? And they said, what? What's your guys' favorite foods? <laughs> What's your guys' favorite foods? Yeah. And they're like, what? Yeah, they didn't know what, what? the hell she and, was talking about. And the, the security person had to go, 
What is your favorite food? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Translate. <laughs> it's kind of weird because that that accent in some areas it comes and goes. You yeah. drive through one area and it's there. You drive a little farther north and it's not. Well, it's ba- it's probably I mean, based on like you know where the Norwegians settled versus the Germans and yeah, so that is forth. true. I don't even know if that's true because my wife's from Apple Valley and she couldn't she be does more that. Fargo. Yeah, voice. that's true. You hear my wife? Yeah, that's talks. true. Oh, stop it. Oh, I can hear it right now. Shut up and don't pick on me. So we're all, I love Tom. We're all going to agree that, you know, once we get to Elk River, it, it overall, overall, generally right. speaking, it gets denser and denser and denser, yep. and it sort of fades into the Canadian accent. It yeah. kind of does, it's, yeah. It's yeah. It kind north. of does. It's, and it's Mordahl's fault, let's be honest, because he grew up in Elk River. But, you know, when we lived up there, I didn't notice, you know, we still have a farm up there, not in Elk River, but in Dayton, just south of Elk River. But a lot of the people up there didn't have that accent, just some of them. Yeah. You, you noticed that, didn't you, Andy? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I grew, out, uh, grew up in Dayton, and my accent is uh, quite faint, whereas some faint. of the people out there, they had, you know. Right, but that, I think that's because of who raised you, right? If your yeah, parents or grandparents were, were prevalent in your life, you're probably yeah. going to have a bigger well, That's why I'm saying accent. it's like, you know, the Norwegians settle somewhere, and mm-hmm. they, their kids have that accent, and their kids, and so forth. And if people leave, then they're, you know then their kids won't have that accent because they're growing up around kids that don't. I remember playing in a softball tournament over at Chain of Lakes in Wisconsin, Chittek, Wisconsin, that whole area. And I will never forget... Where at? Chittek, Wisconsin. (laughs) Chittek is... uh, You know where Chain of Lakes is? Over in Wisconsin? Yeah. I was just hung up on the name of the town. C-H-E-T-E-K. Okay. Chittek. Uh I think it's a a Native American word, actually. Okay. But I'm not sure. But I do remember... (laughs) The umpire called the guy out, and he literally turned around and went, No way! <laughs> like, oh my God! Could you get those vowels a little longer, please? Uh-huh. No way! Well, okay. it's funny, when I call back home and I'll talk to my dad, yeah. who's Chicago. That's right? Chicago, and, Chicago. And my, but my, my cousin Rob, who lives out in Bartlett, Illinois, Mm-hmm. Which isn't Chicago, and he didn't grow up in Chicago. Mm-hmm. But I'll call him. I'll be like, "Hey, Rob, I got a car question for you." Yeah, what's up, Dave? What do you want to know? <laughs> yeah, I can fix that. The boat of you's coming out here, or the two or three you gonna go over there? And I'm like, "What the hell accent is? Where did you come from?" I and my know. dad does the same thing. He's he comes out. And he's like, "Hey, the boat of us gonna go?" I'm like, "Yeah, the boat of us." And my the son's like, "How do you spell that, Grandpa?" The boat of us. B o t h. Boat of us. Why can't you understand English? The boat of us. I love that. Dub airs. That Bears. was a great bit yeah. on Saturday Night Live. It was, and that is Chicago. That man. is Utah, Chicago. It's kind of a, you know, it, it's very New Yorkan. Yeah, it's like New, it's, it's like mutant New York. Yeah, it's like a staccato <laughs> New York. Right? Yeah. It's very it sharp, kind of. Hey, what are you guys doing? That's the more the New York. This is more like, yeah, the both of us are going to go mm-hmm. out there tonight. I'm uh, Chicago uh, is fascinating. It's an amazing town. I love Chicago. First of all, I absolutely love Chicago, and it's because of all the different cultural areas. Yes. Yeah. You know, the Greek town, and you got the Polish area, and you got the Lithuanians and the Latvians, and the yeah, most it's of it's the Polish main. area. Most of it is yeah. the Polish area. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Heavy Polish, Polish lineup out there. I God, and then it was a it's a different environment. I was uh, it was like 1982, and we went to pick up my grandparents from their home in Chicago and take them out to dinner. And we pull up to the corner, and there's a Mexican guy and two black guys, and my grandmother just lets out with the N-word like it oh means nothing. Oh, I know. And, and all of us are in the car, like, looking out of the corner of our eyes, slowly <laughs> rolling the window up. Oh, and totally unaffected because that's just what they were used to. I mean, it was the old-time yeah. Polish, you know, attitude in that part of town. And I'm just like, 
oh, my God, Grandpa, Grandma, don't talk like that. You're going to get us all shot. Well, when I was seven years old, we lived at 14th and Bryant North, a block mm-hmm. north of Plymouth Avenue. And my mother sent me to the store, the DuPont Cash Market, on the corner of Plymouth and DuPont. It's a parking lot now. But I remember standing on the corner there, and it was like Christmas Eve day, you know, the morning of, of Christmas Eve. And she needed some baking soda or something to make cookies or whatever she was doing, right? And I remember standing on the corner, and it was snowing a little bit. And this family, because Plymouth Avenue used to go out to Plymouth, Minnesota. I mean, that was the main thoroughfare to get out of downtown was Plymouth Avenue. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no doubt about that. But um, I'm standing on the corner, and there's this dad. He's wearing a suit. Mom's wearing a very nice dress and the pillbox hat, you know, the Jackie Kennedy special. Sure. And they had the two kids in the back seat. And it was a warmish day. I remember that. Even though it was snowy, it was like, you know, it fell probably middle 30, something like right. that. Which for Christmas Eve is pretty warm around here. And the mother looked at me, and she turned to her children and said, lock your doors, we're in end town. Only she didn't say end town. She used the whole word. She was looking at you. What and did she you was looking were, at were you me. out chimney sweeping? Why did she look <laughs> like, at you and say well, I don't know what the hell she's talking about. I don't know where she got that from, but yeah, she, she actually said the word. And I thought, what does that mean? Because I had never heard that before. That was the first time I ever heard, you know, big end town. Yeah. I yeah, suppose they on. didn't use that term in rap and so forth. Like, there was no rap. Yeah. yeah. They didn't, not a lot of that in rhythm and blues. No, that kind of no. kicked in like 77, 78 when rap really started to begin, right? Now, yeah. Tim, are you impressed? I kind of knew that. Kinda, you kind of did. Yeah. Sugar yeah. Hill Gang. Tim's Tim's the uh, the rap fan. Are you the rap the fan? Yeah. I am the rap fan. Yeah. Because of Sugar Hill? Uh, I would say I I was more uh, LL Cool J, Beastie Boys, the Def Jam era. Yeah, you know, Def Jam's a whole different deal. That's yeah. not really rap. You don't think so? No, rap is garbage. I, I like Sugar Hill Gang, and I like Marley Marl and all yeah, that. Yeah, no, I but, understand. But, but right. you know, I, I was more... I'd have thought you would have loved Don't Push Me Because I'm Close to the, the Edge. edge. Oh, yeah. That seems like a Tom Bernard special. Right? Well, that's true. <laughs> But I well, you know, the kind of rap I did like was unfortunately Chester Bennington, who killed himself. But you know, yeah, uh, I just yeah. you know that 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 because he rapped in some of he his did. songs. Yeah, as long I like that. Young... Talking about shooting people and yeah. you know, right. selling drugs right. and uh-huh. yeah, or most expensivist. Right, but that's yeah. part of their their culture. See, I didn't. Tim and I went to college together, and I was a Sinatra and '80s music guy. Yeah, and Tim was like he was going either uh, Metallica kind of stuff to uh, to hardcore rap, you know, NWA. And I'd sit there and I'd look at him like, what the hell is this nonsense? And I'll tell you, I watched that movie that mm-hmm. uh, came out, what was it, a year ago now? Uh, straight out of Compton? Yeah, Straight out of Compton. Almost two Man, that gave me a lot more respect for what they were doing. Because then you realize yeah, that it is. Deal. It's all about their culture music and what it they is, were coming yeah. through. And then I had yeah. a lot more, it gave me a, a healthy respect and admiration for the music. And I think the, the problem that I have with it is guys like Snoop Dogg, who's a complete fraud. I... I I don't think he grew up in Compton or any place like that. Ice Cube's a nice guy. I've talked to him several times. Ice T is a complete jerk. I mean, yeah. well, but he wanted to be an actor. He's another guy, tough guy. He never grew up in that neighborhood either. So it's the guys who pretend that they grew up in that neighborhood that annoy me. You mean like Vanilla Ice? 
Yeah, Vanilla Ice. No, I did not like Vanilla Ice. He grew up in the hardcore streets of the suburbs, yo. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> Remember that he hit? He was like, where did he say he was coming from? Like the mean streets of Detroit. And it turns out he grew up in like. I thought he was. Wasn't he Miami? Yeah, some. I thought he yeah, originally he, said he grew up in some real South you know, Dallas, urban raised in South Florida. Yeah. Well, I mean, there are well, there are parts of South Florida that are pretty bad. Not where he was though. Well, that's, oh, wait, that's where he works now. He's putting those houses. He's reclaiming houses and, and stealing them. from them and stealing yeah. them, breaking yeah. into them. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It was hey, Miami. It's not stealing if they don't know it's missing, Tom. That's <laughs> true. That's a very back good of a point. Truck. Yeah. <laughs> you know, do you know the Beastie Boys story about Dick Clark? What? I think it might have been the last year of American Bandstand or one other Dick Clark production, but I might have been American Bandstand. The boys are standing backstage, Beastie Boys. On the, on, I think it was American Bandstand with Dick Clark. And Dick Clark's wife came back because she really wanted to meet them. Mm-hmm. One of them spit on her. Oh. <laughs> Can you imagine what? that? What? Yeah, they spit on Dick Clark's wife. Why? What are you? Just because they were jerks. Wow. Because they were just the Beastie Boys, you know? But that is a good song. Their Which first one? hit was a good song. The first hit they had was a good song. What was fight, that? Fight, 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 right to party? Yeah, yeah, right, right. Well, they yeah. had a lot of good stuff. Yeah. They actually did, yeah. Yeah. The only songs anyone of the anyone knows of theirs is every, everything on Hello Nasty. Hello Nasty. That's their that was their first album, I'm pretty sure. They're nice Jewish boys, what aren't was they? Wasn't Tim? License to Ill was their first. License to Ill. License to Ill. License to Ill. Three white Jewish boys breaking out rapping, right? Exactly. And didn't that like throw the whole black culture? And they're like, "What is going on?" But they loved them. What is that, this all yeah, about? That was uh, that was pretty groundbreaking. Actually, Rick Rubin himself was pretty groundbreaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that is true. Oh, yeah. Still oh, yeah, to this wow. day. They were formed in 1981, and then they didn't make license to ill until '86. Mm-hmm. And then, but yeah, they, they were big in '86. They broke, I was, yeah, I was they listening to that then. working were... in the back room at Chuck E. Cheese putting pizzas. Were together. you really? Yeah, Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, I yep. didn't know they were that old. Where? Jeez, Blaine. In Blaine, okay, yep. Chuck E. Cheese in Blaine. Mm-hmm. One of the greatest experiences of my life, and Andy won't remember this because he's too small. But we uh, went down to West Palm Beach to spend spend uh, the Christmas week down there between Christmas and New Year's, and the kids wanted to go to Chuck E. Cheese, so we just drove down Okeechobee Boulevard. There's a Chuck E. Cheese who went in. We were the only white people in there, and swear to God, the music stopped playing. It's <laughs> like an old West. What the hell are you doing in here? <laughs> you got the robotic the bear up on stage. Yeah, stops. the bear's like, look, wait a minute, look at this. The hell are you doing in here? <laughs> the bear's even talking back to me. <laughs> Honest to God, the Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, mm-hmm. I worked at Showbiz Pizza. I remember in '81, and then it got bought out by Chuck E. Cheese. Yep. And I was the guy that made the pizzas in the back. My buddy made the dough. My right. other buddy that was the cutter. And we used to go get hired and kites in the cooler. We'd go smoke, and we'd go out and we'd do our job. That's really nice. And uh, on occasion, you'd get the you'd see the the grandparents come in with a couple of kids yeah yeah and my buddy solid sprinkle weed on the pizza and put it through the oven really and then you'd watch and the two old people would be sitting in their chair looking at the stage like what is going on <laughs> and the kids would be flying around at 100 miles an hour and we would laugh and laugh i gotta tell you one thing man you know the little tunnel they crawl through tunnels and all yeah. the chucky cheeses <laughs> i went in there After and Andy? i swear uh, Andy was in there, yeah, but the guy right in front of me who was following his kid. Oh, no. You got to wipe your butt next time, sir. Oh, <laughs> oh the reek coming oh, off this yeah. high. Oh. I had to go in and clean the ball crawl. Oh. Yeah, I did that too. Oh. Yeah, the dirty full yep. diapers You'll in the bottom of the ball crawl. Oh. And 
hoop oh, and yeah. just, oh. Yeah. I couldn't touch a ball crawl for another yeah, 20 years. I understand that. We'll be back, Tom Bernard mm-hmm. Show. Tom Bernard with the CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski, who just so happens to be a very good friend of mine. If you're trying to get me to give you some shots on the golf course next time, it's not going to work, Tom. Well, it was worth a shot. So, from refinancing your home to small business loans or just a new checking account, you are a locally owned community bank. So what does that mean to folks listening, Michael? We take pride in individually crafted and customized solutions for your business with quick response times to all our customers, Tom. If you're tired of talking to pre-recorded voices and the wait times that can be forever, we answer the phone in Roseville, Edina, Hastings, Woodbury, and Shoreview. Plus, if it's important for your banker to know who you are, that's us, because we're your neighbor. So you're easy to find in a place people can trust. I learned that from personal experience, you know. Next year, I'll give you a couple shots on the front nine. Well, who am I to say no? Why not bank with my family's banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. By now, you've all heard me talk about MyPillow and how it's literally changed my life. My friend Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, fit me for my very own MyPillow, and I haven't stopped raving about them since. They won't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want, and they maintain their shape. Made in the USA. If you don't have a MyPillow or know someone who doesn't, now is the time. Because for a limited time, Mike is offering his premium MyPillows, yes, the one that started it all, for his lowest price ever. You can get a queen-size premium MyPillow for $29.98, regularly $69.98. That's a $40 savings. Kings are only $5 more, by the way. Folks, now is the time to buy. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, but they are the best Christmas gifts ever. $29.98 for a queen-size premium MyPillow. Buy now, and Mike will extend his 60-day money-back guarantee to March 1st, 2021. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square and use promo code TOM. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Or call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. Gentlemen, how was your week? Oh, so you're fine. Really good. Yeah, really good. good. Any heart attacks? I had one. Had a couple. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now, as you can tell, we're celebrating Thanksgiving here at Ditka's rather than in our homes. But it's okay. Our families understand. Absolutely. This year, the Bears are playing, and Ditka's has a 12-foot screen. There's really no other place to be. All right. We're getting ready to watch the Bears annihilate the Detroit Lions. But first, it's a good time to reflect on our glorious heritage. And here to help us out with your annual presentation is the sixth graders over at St. Ignatius, led by Tommy Arnold, nephew of our own, Pat Arnold. Look at Jeez. the bountiful... Ah, it's just a wonderful great. bit. <laughs> I like when Chris Farley starts pounding on his chest. <laughs> I got a piece of knockwurst caught up. <laughs> you believe, uh, I think Monday marks 20 years since he passed away. God, that's uh, insane. 20 years. Yep. Yeah. Nicest guy in the world. Wow. He was, and his brothers are nicer than hell. Too. Yeah. Great family from from uh, Madison, what, Madison, Wisconsin. Yep. Yep. I used well, to work at the movie theater in uh, uh, Stratford Square, hmm. and uh, Belushi, Jim Belushi, used to come in all the time right. with his mom, and they'd throw the Belushi card around to get into free movies. Oh, really? And I had no clue who he was, and I was working the ticket booth one day, and he comes walking up with his mom, and I go, tickets, please? And he goes, uh, I'm Jim Belushi. This is my mom. I'm like... I'm Dave Schrader. Can I have your tickets? 
I had no clue. <laughs> well, and they're like, uh, he goes, well, we don't usually pay for movies. And I go, why? And he goes, well, we're Jim Belushi, and this is, you know, John Belushi. And I go, yeah, he's dead. Oh, I had no clue. It just wasn't oh, registering. And they're looking at me, and Jim goes, I'm his brother. This is his mother. And I go, and you can't afford tickets? <laughs> I guess go on in. And the mom starts laughing as they're walking away. Jim, every time, he would like, I'd see him pop around. And if he saw me up there, he'd wait until I'd leave the ticket booth before he'd walk up to come up and get his free passes. Anything to do with you. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> it doesn't surprise me, though. No. So you got all the money in the world, but I'm not paying for a ticket. No. No. Okay. We're, I'm Jim Belushi. Some, okay. Someday off the air, I'll tell you my Chris Farley story. I can't tell you on the oh, no? air. Because it may, and because Chris is dead, and it makes him to some people make him look bad, but they'd have to understand his sense of humor. It sure. was actually very funny. <laughs> you okay, Dad? Hey, 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 he's just having a heart attack. I'm no king. Oh, oh, no king. He's joking. He's joking. I got it. 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 I'm like, I'm like, he caught up the big chunk of meat. All right. Weren't they all all sitting around smoking too? Excellent work. Good job, Tad. You got to remember to chew those pork chops, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Got to remember to chew the pork pork chops. chops. (laughs) I like when they had the fight. What were they like? Uh, okay, so who do you like in the Super Bowl? It's uh, the, the Raiders against Coach Ditka. Well, it's just mini Coach Ditka or full-size Coach Ditka. Either way, I take mini Coach Ditka. That was a great – who wrote that bit? Oh, I think that was uh, – uh, what's his name? Norm. Yeah, it was George Wendt. Yeah, George and, Wendt. Uh, one of the other uh, Saturday Night Live cast members, but I don't remember who it was. So it was George yeah. Wenton somebody? Yeah. Yeah. Swirsky's super fans. Let's see. Yeah, Mike here. Myers. Was this after Al Franken was writing? No, I, don't I think so. Franken had been writing since the 70s on and off. Oh, yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. yeah but like, it was mainly George Wentz's idea. I remember. I, yeah. I, remember yeah. right. I like yeah. how if you Google the Bears, the first thing you get is how they're doing in the NFL. <laughs> well, it's because you know a lot of people. Part of the... Yeah, a lot of people do the hash. Oh yeah, go the bears. bears. They the actually, bears. They, yeah, that's how they type it because that's how they say it. The bears. It doesn't say who wrote it. And it was funny because I lived was... in Illinois at that yeah. point. I was never even a football fan because you know I wanted to sit down and I tried to understand football. My dad was the you know he loved watching football, but he did not like speaking during football. Oh, and I'd be yeah. like, why did he do that? Because that's what they're doing. It's football. Yeah, shut up. Yeah, but what's his name? Are you going to just sit here and yap the whole time? <laughs> like, I'm trying to yeah. understand, so I never watched it. But then when right. the, the Bears started getting good, and then they hit that 85. stride in 84 and 85. 84 and 85, My man. dad, I, I went and watched the Super Bowl on that and, and had a great time. But, yeah, after that, Ditka could do no wrong. Even though it took him – he never went back, right? Never hit the Super Bowl again. As no, Ditka. he did not. No. But no. you could have – this guy was infallible. Everybody loved him. The only problem I ever had with Ditka is he did not allow Walter Payton to score a touchdown. He, well, he regrets that too, though. He should regret it. He did. That, he said it afterwards. He was like, that always it kicked yeah, my butt. He was yep. he was going for the stunt play, putting in the fridge. Yep. I think he was just trying to make a mark and have fun, and he totally forgot that – what? How important that would have been to Walter. Walter was one of the great running backs of all time. I mean, did you he hear about the his Super Bowl ring? No, his Super Bowl ring went missing. Oh, okay, and they had to replace it. 
and he was like so depressed and bummed that he'd lost the Super Bowl ring. And like 20 years later, his kid, best friend, they had given him the couch from his basement, and oh, he had it over in his God. house, and they went to get rid of it. When they tipped it, the ring fell out. Really? So he found the ring and brought back the original Super Bowl ring. Was that after Walter had died? Yeah, unfortunately. Oh, God. He died so young, too. Yeah. You know, typical Vikings, by the way. Yeah, we got a Peyton. It's the wrong Peyton. It's yeah. Eddie Peyton, but you know, don't worry about that. We got a, uh, what was it, Cadre Ismail. We got an Ismail. Uh, got the wrong one, but yeah. uh, we got Cadre Ismail. The Vikings Cadre was famous. good for a year. Yeah, for a year he yeah, was. That's what's really good. Our Vikings players, they step up really solid for a year. If that, yeah. <laughs> we get we get the quarterback. I love because when I moved up here, I was not a football fan. Tim broached me into that after the North Stars left, and I had nothing to watch. He goes, "Well, let's watch some football." I'm like, "Oh God, am I allowed to talk?" Yeah. <laughs> we started watching football together, and I just it was like one washed-up quarterback after another coming in. But then they'd have a career year. They'd light it up. Yeah. What, he had Warren Moon, Randall Cunningham, yeah, that's right. Brett Favre. Who was the uh, Oakland uh, quarterback we had on here? Jeff, Jeff George. Oh, Jeff George, yeah. Yeah. And all of them came in and did really well. And then you had the, the but, kids that stepped up, Brad Johnson, Dante yep. Culpepper, and they would have these flash years. And then it was just like. I don't know if it would be Don Downer or Debbie Downer, but, you know, they never were in the Super Bowl. Who? Well, no, we've been but, there four times. Yeah, but but none of these win. quarterbacks got they, no, they had a stellar year, but not stellar enough. Right. Thanks, Ralph. Uh, Brad yeah, Johnson thanks, had Ralph. a stellar oh, year when he went to Tampa. You yeah. want to bring it down <laughs> even further, Ralph, I'll do you one better. Now it's the former washed-up quarterbacks that come to Minnesota that get charged with sexual assault. Yeah. Now you've got Warren Moon, Donovan McNabb. Yeah. We can just keep going with no, this. No, you're now. right. See, you're we right. bring it full all, circle. Almost all of them. Yeah. Unbelievable. Brad Johnson, by the way, classiest human being I ever met. Very, very sad to tell you. The guy can barely move now. Oh, really? no. Yeah, he has a hard time getting out of bed in the morning. He can barely move. It's just sad. Oh, I that's... went to see Bill Cosby at Mistake Lake, and mm-hmm. we had great seats, and all of a sudden, in walks like the entire starting line of the Vikings. Oh, really? Warren Moon sits in front of me, and he puts his arm around this woman, and they're smooching, and my girlfriend, Mary, at the time, leans over, and she goes, that's not his wife that loud. Oh! And, and Warren Moon just does the slow burn head turn. <laughs> and he just turns back and looks at us. And I'm like, oh. and I well, point to her. Yeah, she said it. <laughs> I don't even know this one. Listen, I've got a very manly voice. Yeah. It wasn't me that said it. I... Yeah. You know what? If you're, not, you're, if you're out in public and you're making out with a woman, that's on you. Yeah. Sorry. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. If you know it's not your wife and they know it's not your wife, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. So I, I just I don't think anybody's upset. ever called him out before. And that was, she goes, that's Phenomenal. not his wife. You like can feel it. the air leave the entire place. Oh, God. Hey, when do we, are there any any uh, early predictions on Alabama? On what about it? About the about the Senate race in Alabama. Oh. Jones and, and Roy Moore. Who went to vote today? Again, let me bring this up. Uh, Dressed see. as a cowboy on a horse. <laughs> he did. He went and voted on a horse. He rode in on a horse wearing a cowboy outfit. In Alabama? In Alabama. <clears throat> yeah. So I suppose but he'll be gonna... remembered. Oh, he'll always be remembered. Right. Would you hear what his wife said yesterday? What? He's giving it the old, uh, well, I know a lot of people uh, that uh, think uh, that, that, that uh, Roa is a, is a racist and anti-Semitic and he's oh, always yeah. being accused of being an anti-Semite. But I'll tell you one thing. One of our lawyers is a Jew. <laughs> and that's how she said the word, too. She went, Jew. Is that the equivalent of, I've got a lot of black friends? Yes. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, all my black friends, both. <laughs> all those people. The boat of them? Yeah, I had a boat of them. <laughs> yeah, I suppose you're not going to get any returns till the polls close at 8 o'clock, huh? Uh, well... Roy Moore has 0%. Doug Jones also has 0%. How would you describe the Big Bang Theory? Why don't you go to hell? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so they're not going to give it results until the polls close at, uh, what, 7 o'clock central, I would guess that would be, right? Yes. (laughs) Why don't you go to hell? Why don't you go to hell? You should have that on the drop bar. I I do not like ads that do that. pop-up ads. Yeah, seriously, why are they allowed? Do you think, how do you think that race is going to go? Tim, how do you think it's going to go? Uh, you know, what was, uh, Jones was what, 10% up? 10% the up. last poll? Uh, uh, last, and then, well, the two polls that came out today, he was, he was up 10 points in one, and there were dead heat in the other. I wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised if Roy won just because the Democrats are telling them not to vote for him, and they'll just do the yeah, opposite. You know what? Well, Alabamans are like that. I'll yeah. agree yeah. with Andy. I, you know, I, I think what's going to happen is you, you will see Roy Moore get the seat, and then you're going to have, you're going to have problems in congress because congress yeah. is going to sit and look at it and say now what do we do yeah, yeah that's, well, that's what exactly happens right. when you know a bunch of ivory tower people are like oh well you're clearly not smart as me you're voting for the wrong guy and yeah. it's like even if the candidate is horrible being like that is going to make people do the opposite of what you want because it just it feels good to you know but what can yeah. congress do right it's just like the no. all the it, all be, of the anger that was put out on jesse ventura when he was our governor, and mm-hmm. he would do things like the XFL. I'm like, hey, morons, yeah, we yeah. went out and voted for an ex-pro wrestler That's right. who's always been self-serving, yep, and we always. wanted a change in politics. So if you're going to yeah, vote somebody right. in, you can't whine about what you voted in. Congress can yeah. refuse to seat him. That it, is right. It's, it's, it, but it hasn't been done since, what, the 1800s? Yeah, yeah I don't think like they would do that. Time. Fake news would tell you that we don't care for Jews. I tell you all this because I've seen it all, so I just want to set the record straight while they're here. One of our attorneys is a Jew. Is a Jew. One she of sounds like Jan Hook's character from uh, <laughs> Pee-wee's Big Adventure. She does. There's no basement in the Alamo. <laughs> the Alamo. Uh, one of our attorneys is a G. G. Well, that makes it all better. Vote him in. Well, absolutely. If you got a Jew working for you, absolutely. Happy yeah. Hanukkah. Wait a minute. Whoever heard of a Jewish attorney? Come on. You're making that up. Hanukkah begins uh, when the sun goes down. Yep. Don't forget it. She should have said one of our attorneys is a Jew, despite our trying our best. Yes, we tried to find somebody who was a, but they just—they're everywhere in that profession. <laughs> Do you remember when uh, Kurt was still funny and Larry was getting finalizing his divorce from Cheryl, and he had his lawyer, and he found out oh, his yeah. lawyer was not Jewish, and then he got the Jewish lawyer yes. who s- screwed it all up who for him, screwed everything up for him. <laughs> that is so sad. That show is so bad this year. Curb your enthusiasm. Oh, my God, that show is bad. Do you think he's doing that on purpose so that people leave him alone and I don't ask so. for another season? Mm, yeah, I wonder. Because I you hope. do a show like that, right, and then people, when, when's the next year? Yeah, when's the next stop. series? When's the next series? Okay, fine. Here you go. You wanted it? Here it is. I'm putting a yeah. stake in it. Well, well, technically, terrible. they could just have a season finale, like, you know, the character gets killed off. What are you going to do from there? But, but I used Dave, to love that show. But Dave, Dave Chappelle had enough strength to say, well, it's not going to be another show. I'm going to Africa because i got to get my head straight. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, but he could stand behind a principle. He stood behind the principle of that he was 
in a sense, kind of mocking the black culture, mm-hmm. and that he was making white people laugh at the expense of the black yes. people. So he had a well, Larry he had David a moral could say high the ground. Exact same thing about Jewish culture. Yeah, that's but, what basically what he's doing. He could if he wanted to. It's not. I don't think it's. I don't think. I think it's go- a cop out, but he right. could do it if he wanted. But I don't think the plight is going to feel as impactful as Dave Chappelle's version. One of the greatest episodes of Kirby Enthusiasm was when Michael J. Fox is on stage talking about having Parkinson's, <laughs> and Larry David's talking about having given a violin to his little neighbor boy, and the woman goes, what? What'd you give him? What? So he starts going like this. <laughs> so everybody thinks he's making fun of, oh, cry baby Michael J. Fox. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, poor guy's got Parkinson's. And you gotta love though that Michael J. Fox would be a part of this because he's he's yes. made a couple of shows where he's mocking his own mm-hmm. issues. Yes. Always liked him. Yeah, always liked Michael J. Fox. He's he's quite a talent. He said no, what, no. on one of the interviews he was talking about. He said he gets himself in a lot more trouble now because somebody will start asking him something ridiculous and he's nodding and he goes and then I realize they think I'm agreeing with him. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I'm not really agreeing with you. It's just my head nods a lot. Yeah. I'm surprised he's like doing so well because he's had Parkinson's yeah, since he was 29. He's 56 now. Is he really? Right. Well, Usually when you got that kind of money, I'm sure you can keep yeah. finding ways yeah, to get true. the best treatments. It's kind of related to uh, uh, Parkinson's, or not Parkinson's, uh, to, uh, oh, what do you call it? I can't remember yeah. now. Like, like Myers disease. disease. Yeah, no, or Jakob Kreutzfeld, one of those sort of things. Yeah. The head thing. One of those deals. We shall be right back, ladies and gentlemen, Tom Bernard Show. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin, is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is the equal opportunity employer. Oh, there's no place like home for the holidays. No this little Perry Como, the original. Yeah, from Cannonsburg, Pennsylvania. Are there any Christmas songs that piss you off? Christmas songs? See, that Jingle Bells by Barbara Streisand. I just oh, 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 yeah. I've never heard a song make me want to hurt somebody so bad as that song. Isn't that like unanimously decided as one of the worst Christmas songs ever by everyone? The other one I'm not thrilled with is Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. I lived in the heyday of that, and I just, oh, God. And Melina and I agree. Mama's Shoes, or what's the Christmas name? Christmas Shoes. Christmas, Christmas that is Shoes. That's the worst oh, song. God. You want to kill yourself. My yeah. mama might not be alive when I bring these shoes home to her. Oh, God. <laughs> what would it sound like if Billy. Johnny Cash covered it? <laughs> <laughs> My mama wouldn't. 
My mama. Let me tell you, mama. I love when Patton Oswald rips that song. Yeah. But oh, does he? Oh, yeah. yeah. Remember I played that clip for you when he breaks down the song? Yeah. And he... Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> Never That's mind. Barbara Streisand's Christmas album is one of the best-selling Christmas albums of all time. Yes, but that <laughs> song. Well, I think hers and Neil oh, Diamond, two, sing, two Jews... Who, no, who did Christmas? They have like two of the highest uh, selling, and it might even be Barry Manilow is like one of the top ten as well. Oh, I think that's probably Kenny true. G too. Yeah, they're like uh, all all Jewish uh, faith, and they're they're in the top ten of Christmas albums of all time. Can I ask you a question? Who cares that you can play a clarinet? <laughs> I mean, Kenny G. I thought he played the sax. He, he, played, no. he played the soprano sax. Whatever. Oh, no, soprano yeah. sax. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's not what split hairs. Who cares? cares? I know. Yeah, but it was beautiful for the time. Was Look, Yanni made a career on that stuff. Yanni used to G. be one of my neighbors, actually. Oh, He's really? about as tall as this pop bottle right here. <laughs> it's a mini dicker. He's like a mini dicker. Oh, dick he's a little tiny guy. Yanni. And nice guy. Wasn't he married to Linda Evans for a while? I think that's right. Yeah. I think that's exactly right. Not that it matters, and I don't know why I felt the need to bring that up. But uh, well, we, had, we had quite the uh, Don't ask cadre. me my kids' birthdays. I can't remember that. That's one thing about about spending time in Florida is uh-huh. when you live in one of those gated communities, you will have very famous people living as your next door neighbors. It's weird. We had uh, Susan Lucci was one of our oh neighbors, really, but she I saw her one time. And then we had you know uh, Janine Pirro, Judge Janine. Yeah. Well, you, she's on Fox. News I don't watch now. those court yeah. shows. She was on, yeah. and she was had a court show. They make my heart sad. I understand. But we actually got to watch him uh, haul her husband out of her house and take him off to prison. Mm, ooh, really? <laughs> Fancy. How'd that wow. go for you? Were you yeah. out drinking coffee in your robe watching it happen? <laughs> Were you Tony, Tony soprano and get down to the sidewalk to get the paper? I still miss that show. I, oh, yeah. Except for the last episode was horrendous. But that show was No, the so last good. episode was great until the last two minutes. Uh, until the last right. two minutes. Yeah. yeah. Tim and I remember watching it together. We both just looked at it and like, what the f- just happened? <laughs> yeah. I know. And Tim's wearing a Godfather shirt today. I got to tell you, it's still there. Nothing will ever beat that as the best movie ever made. I don't think it can be beaten. Which one do you think is better, one or two? They're totally different, they but are. one. But one because I, I adore Marlon Brando. That last scene, and people don't even realize this stuff because they don't pay attention. Mm-hmm. The last scene with Marlon Brando, where he cuts up the orange, and it was his idea. It was not in the script. Nobody told him to do it. He just cut up an orange, and they didn't know. what well, He's like, what is he doing? Why is he cutting that orange up? And he put it in his mouth, and there were like jagged teeth that he yeah. made out of the orange. And he starts chasing his little grandson around the, the uh, what is it, like tomato plants? and Yeah, there was some sort of field of food. The reason he did that was so uh, he knew he was dying very soon. He didn't know he was going to drop dead that day, but he knew he was going to die soon. So he wanted his grandson to know what a monster he was in real life. Nobody uh, knows that story. Is that uh, phenomenal? That is. Marlon Brando was the greatest actor ever. Well, he also, you know, keeping busy with his hands, he's one of the first actors that did that. Yep. Because he thought it was crazy that you'd stand there with your hands by your side yeah. or, or tented. Yes. So he would, he, and when he would scratch, he would never, like, scratch his, he'd always reach across and do yeah. a weird, because it was more yep. realistic. And you're like, wow, you don't even realize the nuances the guy had. He was unbelievable. You know what's fascinating to me? I was watching this documentary on um, Burt Reynolds. I couldn't find my remote. And. And uh, I was <laughs> watching the documentary. I didn't realize that they kind of brought him up because he looked so much like a young Brando. And if you look, go look on this and look at the comparative pictures of young Brando and young uh, uh, Burt Reynolds, it's uncanny how much yeah, they look alike. I can see, yeah, I could see that. Absolutely. And that, that was what kind of broke him is because he had that look of a young yeah, Marlon did. Brando. And he kind of had his swagger, too. Yeah. 
Burt had his own swagger. Was there anything and... better in the 70s than a Burt Reynolds movie? No, I like Burt Reynolds. Right, you had the Smokey and the Bandits, you had the Cannonball Runs, and you just forgave how horrible the movies really were because he had so much fun doing them. What you can act like a man! Look at that with you! Do people still to this day know what he just said? Is that when he's yelling at the... Uh, well, of course I know because we've yeah. talked he, about it a few times. Musician, right? What, what's his uh, name? Um, it, it was Al Martino in real life, but it was Johnny Fontaine. Fontaine. Johnny Fontaine. Well, I thought it was supposed to be based on Sinatra. Sinatra, it was supposed right. to be. But it was Al Martino that played the role and he played Johnny Fontaine. I got a great uh, Al Martino story for you if you want to hear. It's a true story. Sure. 1977, I go to work for Capitol Records, right? So it's just about five, six years after after The Godfather. And Al Martino released a single on Capitol Records. And he calls me one day, because I I do the Midwest region for Capitol Records. I go all over the 10-state area. You know, go to Chicago, St. Louis, a lot of bigger markets, right? So he calls me and says, hey, Tom, uh, Al Martino. I say, hey, Al, how you doing? How's everything going? Ah, great. I just wanted to get out in front of a problem. Uh, it's not really a problem, but it, uh, it it looks bad, and I wanted to let you know there's nothing behind it. It's a lie. Uh, I was arrested for shoplifting. And I said, really? He goes, yeah, I got arrested for shoplifting a couple of days ago. And, uh, you know, they're going to charge me with shoplifting. And I just wanted to, as I said, get out in front of it and let all the guys know that I didn't do it, that I'm innocent. And uh, I just don't want it to affect my new single sales or anything like that. So I just, I hope you understand it's not true. And uh, we'll get past it. I said, what would you steal? And he goes, socks and underwear. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even try to deny yeah. it. <laughs> it's not true. I just want to get in front of it. What would you steal? Which socks one's which? Yeah, look at that. It's pretty uncanny, right? I mean, they had I mean, a, a very similar look. That is amazing. And I think... Bert might have worked it. Well, I think, yeah. <laughs> Just a I look, but I've even seen pictures where they're even more yeah. identical no, looking. it's true. It's true. I, uh, I like them both, to tell you the truth. How about Deliverance? Oh, God, Deliverance. Man, that movie was powerful, huh? I've never just, seen it. You've never, never seen, seen it? it? Oh, I just heard about it. I go, ah, right, oh. that's how I felt for a long time. And then my dad said, sit down and shut up. And I started watching it with him one day. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is a great movie. It was so... It's actually it was it was kind of the Rambo and Die Hard of its time feel to it, with some really twisted turns. But it's you're like, wow, this is just a, a beautifully shot and yep. great character movie. It was it was really well done. Yeah. KQ Morning Show right after God, what movie was out? It wasn't Deliverance. It was later. Ned Beatty shows up in studio. Oh, at Super, KQRS. was it after Super when Superman came out? And he was promoting that. Yeah. So was that in '86? Mm, probably like the yeah one of the last ones he did. Yeah. Yeah. So Ted Beatty's in studio, and nice guy, really great guy. And I just out of nowhere, I said to him, did that hurt? And he goes, did what hurt? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> At first he goes, did what hurt? Uh, think about it. That squeal like a pig, squeal like a pig. That, you got a, you that got a real me. pretty mouth. You got a real pretty mouth, <laughs> wow. What a scene that was. Yeah. That was a hell that of a That whole movie. thing was just one that was like the most one of the most disturbing movies. It but was. it was so entertaining to watch. You just couldn't it was like a, a slow car wreck. You're just like, what am I watching? No, it was. Absolutely. A hell of a movie. We don't make movies like that anymore because they all gotta be political now. Everything has to be political. I don't know why that is, but it's all gotta make some great statement about uh, the future of 
humankind. Well, here, if you want to uh, dumb down and have a little fun, have you ever you watch this, Ralph? Trust me, you're going to enjoy it. It's Tucker and Dale versus Evil. I heard that's good. Have you seen it? No. It it takes all of the. Have you seen this one, Tim? We no. talked about it on the show. It's it's um, a comedic take on all of the horror, like the wrong right, way, right, or right. you know, the the backwards hillbilly. Um, kind of horror movies. Yes. Is that the is that the one where a bunch of teenagers like yes. were found in wood chippers or something? Well, yeah, I don't want to give anything away, but watch it. It's well but worth it because it's funny as hell. <laughs> well, well, I did not confirm not like or the, deny. That's not the reveal. Well, that's, that's how it starts. Yeah. Well, that's what uh, the comedian, the person that used to write for uh, The Simpsons, Dana Gould. Dana Gould. Dana Gould. Isn't that his movie? His is show. It? It might have been. I don't know. Yeah, I think it is. Is it really? I, 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 we talked about that. Yeah, where there's, there's a lot of gore. Let's blow it up. Let's blow and it it's, up. It's just a funny movie. Um, it's a movie or but series? It's, no, it's a movie. They okay. might, I don't know if they turned no, it into a series. Stan, Ver, Stan versus Evil. Stan oh, versus Evil. Right, and that's got uh, yeah. Stan, that's Stan and Gould. Oh, gosh, uh, I love budget that of $5 million, dollars, box office 4.7. So that's unfortunate. Right, for the movie, but it's on Netflix. It you is on Netflix it, now. And you'll enjoy it. It's just, it's such a, it's one of those movies that came in under the radar. And I had so many listeners go, you got to watch this movie. Right. It is just so much dumb fun. So it's, it's Tucker like, and it, Dale do what? It's like Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Versus Evil. There we go. Right. That's interesting. Foreign and, gross is $4.5 million. Domestic is 200000 Yeah. Really? Well, I don't think it's it even opened. pretty big foreign. Yeah, it might have opened up in like a theater. In, in, 30. Uh, 30 Really, 30, 30 theaters. That's not much. But yeah, it, it, it only grows. Well, I mean, 52,000, so that's pretty average. 1,500-ish per theater. Oh, no, no, not anymore. I mean, yeah. yeah. It's, oh, movies now? That's more than um, Leave It to Beaver or whatever made. What the- I, Tanya, opened up at four theaters and grows 61,000 per theater. Wow. Well, that that's per- pretty good, man. Yeah, but is that on the strength of um, the actress playing Tanya? Uh, yeah. That's on the strength of if you release that many theaters you're going to get a huge per theater because that's you the are place to get a huge per theater that's let's true. see what is her name Megan, uh, she's Megan harley some... quinn in the suicide squad oh uh, margot robbie margot margot robbie, robbie. Yeah, that's there you go margot robbie yeah here we go the per theater average um for coco is only sixteen hundred dollars is it really yeah that movie is a stiff no no oh, yeah it's it blowing is. up i thought I no thought, it's well, huge no it's 185 million what it made $185 million. Yeah, but it's an animated feature. How much did it cost to create? It, it, it costs literally like a quarter of a billion dollars with promotion what? and, and oh, animation's expensive. Oh, <laughs> that Pixar stuff. Is it Pixar? Yeah, it is. Pixar costs yeah. a fortune to make. Well, that's that, that was its domestic gross, though. Total yeah, gross is $400 million, which is oh, pretty Oh, so they good. have made money then. They're, so they've made a yeah. lot of money then. Yeah. Um, yeah, Thor, Ragnarok, $500 uh theater average and that's its gross it. to date is 300 million domestic that's just domestic too yeah yeah so yeah it's just <laughs> it's if you done rather well yeah per theater you're not but no one goes to the theaters anymore so they just have to that's release it in more and more theaters to make up for the fact that the per theater is going down i would hire professionals because people will come back to the theater if you get a guy to talk back to the screen because without somebody <laughs> talking back to the screen it's not as enjoyable i saw rambo downtown oh. la there in an all-black theater. I've Love never it. had more fun in my life it's watching true. a movie. It's a ball. They would stand up and yell at the screen, sit yep. down, and it was like groundhogs popping up throughout the entire movie, responding and reacting to this movie. I laughed as much as I winced at the violence in the movie, but it, it was truly one of the best experiences I've ever had, watching an African-American audience react to Rambo. Cassie has a bad Christmas song. 
Uh, Stevie Nicks. Um, oh, yeah. Stevie Nicks has a bad Christmas was song. Was it Silent yes. Night? Yes. Oh. Silent yeah. She sounds like Catherine Hepburn singing it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. Can you pull it up? Oh, oh, it's horrible. I got it. People oh, say oh, it's not even horribly. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, people say that she sounds like a goat in it. <laughs> yeah, she does. People, in, including Cassie. Uh, here we go. Here's the official live video. I think this is the version oh. we're doing. This looks pretty old, so yeah. Mixed with the weird, like, she's soprano. right up there. With, she's right up there with Axel Merman for me. Yeah, there you go. Axel Rose, man. Axel he sounds Rose. like Ethel, he's channeling I Ethel can't Merman. Stand his singing voice. I People cannot, love it. I know they love it. Although now I cannot hear "Knocking on Heaven's Door" or oh, "Live and Let I Die" any so other much. way than his. Oh, Whenever I, I hear it, all stand. I hear is a "Knock, knock, knocking knock on Heaven's Door." door. I, I. Oh God, <laughs> I hate brutal. his voice. Some people think he's just the greatest singer in the world. Yeah, well. Hey, you know, good for you. Whether you like it, you like it. People like Dylan's voice, too. And well, it's like, I, yeah, I don't. Yeah. Big Mouth McGee from Aerosmith. Yeah. Whatever his name is. <laughs> Steven Tyler. Yeah, Steven Tyler. Big Mouth McGee. Yeah, like, that sounds like a great from band. It. Very famous Big Mouth McGee. <laughs> his voice is really weird, but it got, it it was, it got big because it's unique. People it listen is. for unique. Right. Well, it's like, listen to how Christopher Walken talks. He sounds like an idiot. But it's so unique. What are you talking yeah. about? It's so unique that people remember it, so they're like, oh, yeah, I, uh, I guess I like him now. Well, thanks for being here today, Tim. Great to see you. Thank you. Dave, good to go. Ralphie, good to Ralphie boy. Always a pleasure. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tom Bernard Show.